0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, an alliance more ultimate than Patrick and Mark. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the announcements that came out of the Game Awards, and then on Thursday, come back for our review discussion of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Patrick? Oh, that's um. It is it is nice to have that question. Pointed back at me. It was a difficult day at work today. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That sucks. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it doesn't. It's not. That's not fun when like you have you have you have a bad day at work, and that's one thing, right? right? Then you're like the the day at work was a bad experience. Mm-hmm. But then like you come home and you're like, I'm not having that experience anymore. But like you still sort of it are. Lingers like it a bad lingers. fart, mm-hmm. like the worst fart. Um, so that's what my day was. It was a bad fart. And I'm just trying to shake it off now. The kind of fart where you're like, do I need to take a shower? Uh huh. That's what I'm feeling right now. The kind where, like, you're wondering if it's following you around everywhere. Yeah. Like, does everybody... Can everybody else smell this? Yes. You Like, you know that you still can. Uh-huh. But you're like, am I hypersensitive to it? But then you're like, maybe the opposite is true. And I've, like, become accustomed to it. So people, like, on the other side of the block can tell. It's tough, man. Bad it's tough. days Bad days are no good. Um, we've, got, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> Not all of them fart related. Um, but uh, speaking of farts, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces uh, for the Nintendo Switch, you can. All you got to do is send us an email with your address to Society at gmail.com. And uh, I send it to you. You play it for as long as you want. Then you send it back. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's not super complicated. You know, it is super complicated. Is our next ranking episode? That's right. Coming pretty quick. Yep. January tenth, less than a month. Yes. TikTok. Yes, we are going to be ranking series contributions to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mark, what does this mean? Okay. So there are a lot of big franchises. Yes. Represented in Super Smash Brothers. Which one has the best contribution? Yes. the we, we are saying that contributions can be related to size. They can be related to quality. If you think that Little Mac is such a good character that his one inclusion and one stage, right? You're like, Punch-Out is the best. This is what we need to know. We are going to rank all of the series that contribute to this game and determine who contributes best and we need your input on that because it's an impossible thing that we're trying to do it's a tall task it is the tallest task and you know you could say fire emblem if you wanted to yeah you could whoa mark already throwing fire spitting fire uh you can write to us at nintendo cartridge society at At gmail.com and uh you know make your case uh try and convince us one way or the other for whatever series you think should or should not be well represented. Um, That's it, right? We figured that out? We did it. Perfect. Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. We have, of course, both been playing Super Smash Ultimate, but we're going to be talking about that on Thursday. So, so we won't say really anything else here. We won't say really anything else here. One thing I did want to point out, and they are on the table right now, um, is that the same day that Smash came out, a bunch of new Amiibos came out, um, and I have all of them except the uh, Smash Inkling girl um, because I was already getting three other <laughs> Splatoon Amiibo that day. So I figured, eh, come on, let's let's try to limit the the uh, let's let's try to limit it here. But it's in front of us right now are the um, octoline boy and girl and the squid itself and Ridley and uh, Wolf. And uh, I got to say, they all look pretty good. Yeah, they look really good. Uh, seeing them all together, it's like they're separated into two teams, Team Pink and Team Purple, because Ridley and Wolf both have like... A lot purple of going purple. going on, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, Ridley even has like sort of the same pink on his wings too. So oh, like, yeah, they're they're all kind of rocking the same color palette, which is interesting. It's nice symmetry. It rhymes like the prequels. Yeah, Mark, don't you dare. <laughs> um, yeah, and suggests that uh, purple is perhaps an evil color. Yeah, okay. Purple and pink are evil colors according to these amiibo. Well, is pink because, uh. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, I will. Because I haven't played it. But the uh, Octo expansion for Splatoon 2, I assume that it like humanizes the uh, Octoline characters. I mean, to the extent that even the uh, Inklings are humanized, right? Like, sure. I guess makes them more sympathetic. Uh, not really. I mean, they're all the, the most you can ever characterize an Inkling or an Octolene is that they look cool, right? Uh-huh. And they look cool. They do. So uh, there you go. Uh, mission ac- uh, mission accomplished, Nintendo. Um, Mark, what else have you been playing this week? Not really anything. I did uh. download the uh, Katamari Damacy mm-hmm. uh, re-roll demo, but didn't have a chance to play it. Oh. Not yet. But I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to playing and have not yet downloaded is uh, Guacamelee! 2 came out to t- uh, Monday, so just yesterday. Um and I am looking forward to grabbing that. Um I also played a little bit of Super Mario Party this weekend. Was at a friend's house um and pulled out the switch and got, you know, some four player Mario Party going. Are you guys doing the classic uh board game style? Classic board game style. Um in the uh, like the fifth map, the, the the fifth board, um uh which like allows you to it's focused on. it's like a coin tower right um so there are coins everywhere and people are making a lot of money and buying uh stars real quick and the stars don't move around in this one um like they normally do when you buy it like toadette moves to a new location with with the stars and you got to like chase her down is that something with that board or is that a setting it was just that board yeah um and uh Yeah, I mean, the game game remains fun. It remains an effective, um, silly way to pass an hour with people that you want to yell at the whole time. Um, So, yeah, uh, not good enough to win uh, family game of the year at the Game Awards, but, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, All right, so that's what we've been playing this last week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Tomorrow, December 12th, uh three new games are added to the NES Switch online. Yeah they uh are. Wario's Woods. Yep. Ninja Gaiden. Yep. And Adventures of Lolo. Mark, I am giving this my first ever triple yep. Oh wow. Triple yep. That's for this. pretty good. All three of these games are great games. Um Wario's Woods. Is, I, I know I've talked about it on the show before. I usually bring it up as like a, a punchline of like, here's a game that I like that no one knows. Um, but it is a genuinely cool game. It, it's, a, it's a falling block, like match three style game. Um, but where instead of controlling the blocks as they fall, you control Toad as he runs along the bottom of the board rearranging things. And I think I also ask this every time yeah. that we talk about Wario's Woods. Wario's uh, the bad guy. Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Toad has wandered into his domain. And so he's cursed forever, like, Sisyphus, to rearrange these to objects and r- a never To roll a bomb up a hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, although you only fight Wario, you're only going up against Wario every, like, five levels. Otherwise, it's just Birdo. Um, but I-, I love the way the game makes you actually traverse, uh, like, the falling blocks, like, as-, as they are laying on the ground... You're not like running in front of them or anything. You have to like climb up them. And if you're holding something in your hand, you can't like climb up. Um, and so there's a lot of um, just like figuring out how manipulating a piece inside the game board actually works to like clear out lines and match things up. You can do a thing where like he just like kicks a bomb all the way across the floor. It's super fun. It's a really good game. And like, especially when you start uh, comparing it to the other late NES Puzzle games like uh, Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie, like this one, is um, the best. It's uh, uh, perhaps a far cry from uh, Tetris and Dr. Mario, but those are like world class games, right? This is still at least a hemisphere class game. So it's like Donkey Kong Junior. Sure, like in that, like kind of, uh, but but a puzzle game. (laughs) Well, I I mean class of game. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, great game. I'd I Totally recommend uh, actually spending some time with it. Um, Ninja Gaiden, also an, an awesome game. And especially if you uh, have checked out the messenger on our recommendations this is sort of like what the messenger is aping. Um, this game is also available on the NES classic. So maybe you've already been playing it there. Um, have you ever tried to play through Ninja Gaiden? Uh no I I, we, I rented it from a video store when I was a kid but I found it way too challenging. Yes, and the game is too challenging. But I tell you what, with uh, you put in some uh, save states and a little bit of rewind, uh, like I am there. we yeah, uh, save st- but save states they you have in the NES. Yeah, both are switch true. online. Yeah, I'm just you can but take you, this you don't, with you. You don't have uh you don't have the rewind feature. Oh, you do don't you? have rewind. That's just on no. the Super uh, NES Classic. Well, okay. Then it's still going to just be safe states. Um, and then the, the last of these games is The Adventures of Lolo, which is just a, it's an overhead view, and you play a little blue ball named Lolo, and you're trying to rescue his girlfriend Lala, and it's just pushing blocks around. It's just pushing block puzzles. Um, you remember when we were talking about Game Boy games, and I was uh, talking up uh, uh, Quark the Chilled Tomato? Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. So I'm just going to compare one obscure game to another obscure game, but it's it's got really good like thinky where you're you're looking at it um and you know those like uh 2 2D Zelda puzzles where you're like okay, so if I push this here and this over here, no, it's going to block me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well if I do this. All right. Okay, I'm just going to try it. Um that's what this whole game is. It's just level after level of those. And there's like a ton of levels too. It's a great game. I think all three of these like this is the first one that I'm excited, like, legit excited for every single game on there. Do we know, like, any titles past uh, December? No, we are reaching the event horizon here. This is all we know. Um, if uh, Nintendo is planning on putting out more NES games, uh, if they did three every month for, like, another year, that would be incredible. Um, they have to, right? This can't I don't know. Po- <laughs> I feel like this can't possibly be it. Well, yes, <laughs> well, right. There are a I lot think... of like heavy hitters, like obvious heavy hitters right. that haven't made the system yet. Yeah, 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 for sure. And we we will continue to see them. I'm sure. I just don't know if it's going to be at the same pace I, forever. I um But I, I think this is, uh, you know, where the last two months have been kind of kind of you know Solomon's key. Um, and what else has even been in there? Some weird oh. stuff. Um, but I think all three of these are great. And I'm sure someone will say, "Hey, Patrick." Two of these are also weird. <laughs> but I think I think these are all good games. Weird and things can be great. That's true. You downloaded Katamari Damacy. <laughs> you were pointing at me so like <laughs> <laughs> Well, well I, I was going to say you played Katamari Damacy, but you didn't. You just you, yeah. Yeah, you downloaded it. Uh and then next Monday Firewatch comes out. Um that's exciting. Uh Firewatch was a game that I skipped when it was on PlayStation but was interested in um it's probably the same scenario here <laughs> that I am interested in, but will likely skip. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I don't actually know that much about it, although I've heard a ton, as in, you know, like uh, when it came out on the PS4 and on PC, it was really well received. Yeah. Um I don't, do you know how much it is? We can look it up later. We can, in fact, look it up later. Um, but I- in the meantime, is is there anything? Uh, I mean, I guess you're you're gonna try out the the NES games probably because I've talked them up so much. Uh, the nice thing about it is, I'll <laughs> I'll sure I'll give them a shot. I gave Solomon's Key a shot. Yeah, because they're free, <laughs> or or you're already paying for them. I guess is is uh, <laughs> is the thing of it. All right, Mark, let's close out this segment. And now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33 where uh, in- uh, perform- <laughs> sorry, where a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece... Uh Mark today we're going to be talking about the gold rush 1849. And would we be any good at it? Um you uh you posed this question. What what's got you thinking about uh the gold rush? I'll tell you. Uh we were looking for a topic and I said the first thing that came to mind. Oh, this is a little a peek behind the curtain here. <laughs> Um, I feel like I would be bad at the gold rush. Yeah, I think I would be bad at the gold rush itself. I don't like being cold. I don't like being cold. I don't like being dirty. Um, I don't, uh, I I feel like I I don't have the necessary, like, aggression to, like, you know, uh, cheat people out of their shares. Oh, sure. Like, ward off other, like, prospectors. Yeah, It feels like you need a lot of grit you do need a lot of grit for sure um and if i've learned nothing else from deadwood um it's that like people are gonna backstab you Mm -hmm. and like you gotta have your look i'm a cooperative guy right um i like uh handshakes i like handshakes i like riding tandem bikes um barbershop quartets well let's not go nuts um there, here's a thing that I feel that I, I can't justify in any logical way, but anytime I hear people singing music a cappella, uh, either a barbershop quartet or like an a cappella group, I am reflexively embarrassed for them, <laughs> even when it's good. It's <laughs> a little bit obnoxious. It is. Inherently, yes. a cappella music is a little bit obnoxious because it's like there's just a tiny bit unavoidably uh-huh. of look how good I am yeah look look how well we do this you can't do this too right? right 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 it's like we don't I don't maybe we're a little bit angry at it for different reasons I'm I'm a little bit angry at it because it's like we don't need instruments oh, oh I see right you, it's they're, like they're floatingingcious like yes, yes. Right, yeah uh I think both both criticisms are legitimate. And I refuse to apologize <laughs> for being embarrassed by acapella music. And look, I get it. If you do it and you love it, then good for you. You're That's just amazing. you're just wired differently than I am. Yeah, feel no shame. Um, but I no, I I don't think I could. How did we get to this? Um, the grit. Oh, barbershop quartet. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I just I I couldn't. Uh, I feel like I would be. I, I feel like I would be bad at it. Just like I, you know. Uh, I think you have to ride a horse, right? A camp, at least. Okay, so both. Strikes one and two right there. Um, I don't like horses. Mm. You you don't trust them? I like horses. (sighs) Uh, They're too big. They're large. Horses are large. They've got... What about ponies? Do you like ponies? No, it's just a small horse. (laughs) But if size is your concern, I know I know what like the base form of a horse is. You change it a little bit, and I'm not like, "Well, this is a better horse. I know it's still a horse. Their teeth are too large. What about a mule or a donkey? How do you feel about donkeys? Uh, I've never known a donkey, uh, so I, I don't know that I can speak to it. It feels just like a worse horse. <laughs> Is that well, is that correct? Is that I think they right? have a different use, for sure. <laughs> they are uh, all beasts of burden. Mark. So I think I would be bad at like the prospecting part, but I think I could be pretty good mm. at starting a, uh, a goods store. Oh, okay. So y- you're going to be like the the merchant. You're going to be the guy in in the shop. <laughs> Excuse me. In in the shop. Like yeah. Like I'm not going trowels or ex- something. Exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not going to prospect. I'm not gonna like p- pan for gold, but I'll sell you those pans mm. for now, sure. Are, are you not worried that some uh, grittier uh, gold rusher is going to just try to take them from you? Oh, d- wait. Do you mean like you rob mean- my store, or do you think, yeah, or do you mean like store. another merchant is going to come in and try nope. to like muscle not, it on my territory? Not a merchant. Someone who is there to pan for gold. Oh, well, I guess we will. We won't know for we, sure. We will never know. Uh, we were accompanied today by the Royal Center School of Speech and Drama. Okay, Mark, um, uh, let us get into the news. Sorry if I sounded distracted at the end of there. Uh, I found the price for Firewatch on Switch. <laughs> it's uh, 19 nineteen ninety nine. Oh, Which seems like a pretty good price for it. Yeah, maybe I will pick it up. I have a lot of uh, gold coins. Oh, there you go. Use, yeah, use those gold coins. Um, hey, the game awards were held last Thursday night. Hey, game awards, and uh, we got some cool Switch reveals out of it. Um, let's talk about all of them. So, Mortal Kombat 11 is coming to Switch next year, alongside the Xbox One, PS4, and PC versions. Um, so Mortal Kombat 11. That, that, that's a crazy thing that it's coming to Switch. Um, the last couple, like, NetherRealm games have... All, the last four, I guess, um, with uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, just Mortal Kombat, which was the ninth one, Injustice, which is the DC fighting game, uh, Mortal Kombat X, and Injustice 2 were all huge hits, um, like several million sellers, and it's super cool to see a game that big from a third party that is, like, so cutting-edge uh, graphically and in, in terms of, like, computing power is concerned, uh, is bringing their game to Switch. Yeah, uh, it is. It's really exciting. The We're going to get a full blowout on the game in January. Yeah, at a fan event. And then the whole thing's supposed to come out, like, in April, right? Like, it's a, a kind of quick um, turnaround from announcement to, uh, to actually putting it out. Which seems more and more common if you're not Square Enix. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. Uh, fish has got to swim. <laughs> uh, indie game Donut Country is coming to Switch on December 18th. Now, I do believe the name of this game is Donut County. You're right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> you are, of course, right. Uh, Donut County looks cool. Um, it seems like a, a Katamari with um, like a sense of humor. Yeah. The only thing that I really know about it, I think it stars a raccoon. Is that right? Are you a raccoon? Yep. And the only thing I, other than that, that I really know about it is that I saw the headline for a Verge think piece about how this game is about. Um, I just forgot the word. Uh, uh, describe it to me. Let's okay, see. Okay. 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 Uh, so can it's, you act it out? It's like uh, I don't know that I can. Okay. Three syllables. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's uh, like when white people gentrification. There we go. <laughs> How uh, a Verge think piece about how Donut County how would is about you act that gentrification, out? ordering a latte. <laughs> uh, well, interesting. Um, I have heard only good things about uh, Donut County, so same, that's exciting. Uh, Activision is remastering the PlayStation One kart racer Crash Team Racing. Uh, it's a Crash Bandicoot game if you're unfamiliar, as Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. It's coming out next June. Sitting all the systems, including mm -hmm. Switch. And uh, so, you know, the uh, Crash Bandicoot. What did they call this thing? The Um, Crash Bandicoot remastered, like. Insane trilogy. Insane trilogy. That's it. That's what it was. That was a scary couple seconds. Um that obviously came to PlayStation first and then uh came to Switch and maybe Xbox Xbox as well. I think yeah um and so now they're just they're bypassing that uh limited time PlayStation exclusivity on this one and just bringing it out um does this do anything for you uh no cuz uh, i have room in my heart for one kart racer and that's Mario Kart i have room in my heart for up to 3 <laughs> but there's Mario Kart there's uh mod nation racers and there's diddy kong racing so i mean it's, uh, you know, my, my heart is full. Plus, that Sonic the Hedgehog racing game is coming out, too. So maybe there's partially room, bless you, in my heart for a fourth. But not a fifth, Mark. Not a fifth. And if, it, if there was a fifth, it'd be Garf- Garfield racing. Oh, my God. And the Nicktoons racer. So <laughs> why are there so many cart racers? Uh, and that's just the licensed ones. Yes. Some of them. Right. Um, Sayonara Wild Hearts is coming from developer uh, Simogo. What do you know about Sayonara, Wild Hearts? Uh it looks bonkers. Mm. But really fun. Okay, so This is a, an announcement that I missed. Oh, so. okay. So uh, I guess C-Mogo Games, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, is has previously been a mobile developer. Mm, okay. So this is the first game that's coming to consoles, is my understanding. So it is a music game of some sort. Have you ever played Just Dance? Uh yes. Okay, do you you know how like the people you are supposed to follow? Uh, it's all like neon colors, and they um are very like stark. Sure. Uh, that's basically what this game looks like. Oh, interesting. except you're on like a motorcycle, and you're riding through different uh genres of music because it's supposed to be like you're riding through a music video. See, and... now this is cool. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> um, that sounds really good. Is uh, do you think that the name of this company is based on uh? Green Lantern of Earth, Jessica Cruz, saying hello to the sentient planet that houses them. She's saying hello, and because she's Hispanic, she's saying span in Spanish. see si, si, damn it, that's yes, <laughs> and not hello. I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> she's <laughs> saying yes to it. She's saying see si, mogo. <laughs> I do, I do, act, I do think that's where it came from. I uh, okay, so we last week we tried to guess a little bit about what Nintendo's big. Game Awards announcement was going to be, there were lots of rumors that Metroid 4 was going to be shown, or maybe we'd see a Metroid Prime um, Trilogy remaster, Bayonetta 3, something to that effect. Look, as far as I'm concerned, Skyward Sword was still in the mix at that time. We were all so wrong. About as wrong as we could be, right? <laughs> but how was anybody to know? And that's what made this announcement so crazy, is that Nintendo's surprise announcement They, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, is a Switch exclusive, coming next year, developed by Team Ninja. What is happening here? (laughs) Who made the other Marvel Ultimate Alliance games? Uh, so they were, uh, released by Activision. Okay. And it was, like, Raven Software, at least did the first one. Okay. I think, um... But so, I mean, obviously, like, Disney's kind of regaining control of their um, Marvel video game licenses and sort of farming them out. You know, the um, Insomniac made the, the Spider-Man game, and we've got an Avengers game coming out from um, Square, Square Enix, Enix at some point. Um, so this was just, like, another one that, like, Nintendo and Team Ninja were holding on to for some reason. Well, not holding on to. We're, like... Uh... I, mean, I don't if know if, I inter- don't know if, it would be interesting to know the genesis of this. Like, yes. did Team Ninja get the rights to it? Did Nintendo pursue the rights to this franchise and then give it to Team Ninja to develop? Like, it, it's, uh, there hasn't been one of these Ultimate Alliance games for years now. I think the last one was on, like, PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's right. Um, but yeah, so it is exciting. It seems like it is based, uh, you know, pretty strongly on, uh the uh infinity war stuff though the black order of the title are you know thanos's generals um but it doesn't seem like it's slavishly devoted to the mcu because wolverine is in there and he's wearing like his classic like yellow and blue outfit looking crazy um but we didn't see a ton of x-men in it just wolverine i think uh in in the trailer that they showed um and how do the Ultimate Alliance games play? Are they Diablo like? They are very Diablo like. Great. If this is a, a new Diablo game but with a Marvel skin, like I'm 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 there. I'm it's a day one purchase. And I, I had a lot of fun playing both of the previous Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah. We uh me and my friend played them co-op like the entire way through on the ps3 it was a really fun experience yeah that sounds wonderful and i look forward to doing it uh on switch which means i can do it in a-, a coffee shop or on the plane and then the night just kept getting crazier because hey joker from persona 5 was revealed as the first dlc character for super smash brothers ultimate now this is insanity this is really funny and cool and really funny and cool okay so let's talk about everything that this could mean Uh, Starting first with, uh, does this mean there is a home for Persona 5 or other Persona games on the Nintendo Switch? So I I don't think this means that Persona 5 is imminent. Right. But I do think that we've seen Atlus do these, like, second versions of Persona games in the past, like Persona 4 Golden Mm -hmm. on the Vita yeah, that's and right. And I think uh the Persona, Persona 3, 3 had One, I, I don't right? know like what PSK it's called or but something. Yeah. So it wouldn't it's not unprecedented and it makes sense to put it on the Switch. Yeah, I mean it it was a uh, a PlayStation 3 game as well, so it you know presumably shouldn't be that hard of a uh of a port to do. But I also think that like you know when Cloud was annou- announced yeah. for Smash, great. It wasn't like uh Final Fantasy 7 or really any Final Fantasy mainline game was uh coming to wii u you know it's not until this year or 3ds it's not until next year that we're going to see right seven nine ten ten two on 12 i actually can't remember if they announced 12 but those games are coming to switch next year right so i i don't know if it means that we're getting persona persona we already know that um Persona Q2, uh, which features characters from Persona's 4 and 5, is on the 3DS, so Joker is in that game. Joker is not a, a total alien to Nintendo platforms. And Shimigan May Tensei mm-hmm. 5 is a Switch exclusive, I think. I think and, you're right. Um, that's also developed by Atlas. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would be one of the, you know, we played the first couple hours of uh, Persona 5, and, like, the only thing that I was thinking as we were playing was, like, if I could take this with me and not have to be, like, tied to my TV, if I could grind out some of these levels while watching TV, um, like, I I would be, I don't want to say all in, but I would be all in on it. Um, It just seems like it is uh, not super well served by being on a... Uh, a home console in an interview with ign after the show nintendo of america president reggie said of the choice to include joker quote it's emblematic of the approach that mr sakurai and the team are taking with the dlc he wants characters that are unique different to bring them into the smash environment so it's going to be tremendously exciting Okay, yeah, so that's the other part of it. We, we didn't even really talk Joker in Smash, right? Um, so, presumably, we'll there will be a Persona 5 um, stage, which is cool. Music. Uh, and the music, and look, if that game is nothing else, it is stylish AF, right? Um, and so, to get that cool music in Smash is going to be pretty neat. Um, what do you... what does this where does this make your mind go in terms of who the other? I know it. Oh, it completely opens the floodgates. Yeah, because I feel like uh, up to this point, just like with Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, we tend to think like very narrowly, where it's just like, yes. well, what is already known and how does that fit into uh, their plans? Yeah, versus just like, no, it could be anything. I mean, here's the thing that's crazy about it is that, well. Because I think we what we want to look for is we want to look for, like, other mascots, right? Like, I think that's what drives us to, like, Banjo-Kazooie or, like, Rayman or whatever. Um, but, like, Joker is, like, he sort of makes sense in the Smash universe, especially one that already has, uh, you know, the Kid Icarus characters and the Fire Emblem characters. Like, yeah, just put Joker in there. He looks fine, you know? <laughs> He'll fit in perfectly with them. Um but it is one of those that like we wouldn't have seen it until they showed it to us, you know what i mean? Um so yeah, i uh i i don't even i don't even know where to begin thinking of like who's next. It's funny how like easily caught up in the hype i am cuz i haven't played Persona 5. So right? i i don't really have a lot of affection for this character, but the intro was so cool, yeah, and was. like the stuff from like like you're saying, Persona Five is so stylish, yeah. That I'm like, do I need to buy the like F- Ultimate Fighters Pack or whatever it's called? <laughs> you're there, so Mark, mission accomplished. already got gotcha. you, Nintendo. <laughs> There's gonna be four more of these, <laughs> four. Oh, okay. But also, uh, it wasn't all uh, roses for Nintendo at mm-hmm. the uh, Game Awards. They couldn't even win Best Family Game this year. That honor went to Overcooked Two. Yeah, which is a great game, uh, but it it beat out Super Mario Party Labo as a whole, which I guess is three separate games that they're just counting as one, and Mario Tennis Aces. So like, which like Mario Tennis Aces? Okay, right. I understand, but Super Mario Party and Labo are both like exciting, unique experiences, especially Labo. Hey, who votes on the game awards? Uh, it is a body of like sixty gaming outlets, um, sixty-ish, and then also the fan vote counts as like one outlet on its mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's I mean, it it is probably people who are not very family gaming focused. Uh, and I would say of the choices, it was these four and Starlink Battle for Atlas. Um, non-nominated for a family game, and I could see uh that Overcooked Two is like the game that appeals most to you know. 20-something, 30-somethings that are, you know, writing about games for a living. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Mm. In lots of contexts, we should start our own trade organization. Like J.D. Power did. Okay. Right? Because J.D. Power is just like a dude. When is someone else at that firm going to make partner? (laughs) Who start? (laughs) You know, that's a really good question. (laughs) Because it's just J.D. Power and associates. Like a monarchy. Yeah. Someone else should make partner there. Sorry, so we make our own yeah, trade yeah. Okay, organization. okay, so we make our own trade organization. Yeah. And then we start giving out awards, and it's like uh, it, any other award show. It only matters as much as people think it matters. Sure. So it, it can be a low-cost effort. We're just running out of our homes, right, and mailing envelopes to people. I mean, out of my home, probably. <laughs> yeah, I probably. can read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> All and, right, yeah. No, let's do you it. You know, and then, like, I don't know, maybe it gains traction, and suddenly... The P and M awards matter. Let's do it. the The P and M awards next year, or let's not do it at the end of the year. Let's do it like mid year sometime. Sure, yeah. So throw can, everybody off their game. There we go. So it's like will be like the Emmys, where you're like, w- what was nominated? Like how yeah, how did that who, qualify? Does then? that count didn't for the, this year? The, or the Grammys were like, didn't that song come out like five years ago? <laughs> yeah, it's now up for best new album. <laughs> they have put out three albums since. Uh, Semi-related, Celeste won the Games for Impact and Independent Game of the Year awards, and The Messenger won Best Debut Indie Game. Cool. Well-deserved for those games. Uh, Speaking of Super Smash Brothers, which we did a little... There ago. Look, sometimes we <laughs> add things to the news and uh, items get moved around. Uh, Edge Magazine recently interviewed Smash director Masahiro Sakurai and asked about his experience creating the 3DS exclusive game Kid Icarus Uprising. And he makes it sound like it was a really rough development. Uh, you normally don't hear Japanese developers talk about like the development process very yeah, much. Yeah, they don't talk about work at all. Uh, so this is what he says. Quote, I could say... That this was close to becoming the most difficult project in my entire career. A little editorializing. This is the man who almost died uh, creating Smash, you know, like making one of the Smash games. So it Was actually hospitalized. Uh, both in terms of the team and the hardware. The team I had gathered differed greatly in culture and ways of thinking. So there was always confrontation. Think how bad it must have gotten. Pretty bad. For him to talk about it in those terms. In addition, back when we were developing the game, we still couldn't make full use of the power of Nintendo 3DS. Some improvements in aspects such as the middleware were made later on, but since the game was being made in the initial stages of Nintendo 3DS development, we had a really hard time doing what we wanted to. For example, I only found out that the Circle Pad Pro was going to be coming out when it was announced to the public by Nintendo. I wanted to make the game support this properly if I could, but this was impossible due due to performance-related reasons. As a game in general, it's rich in content and enjoyable, and people have even asked for a modern port. However, I don't think that this will be possible. End quote. That, like, it must have been horrible. That it, yeah. He's not even like when uh, people ask me for a port, and maybe we'll see. He's like, it's not happening. I don't <laughs> think it's possible. I don't want to go back to that part of my life. <laughs> um, have you played uh, Kid Icarus Uprising*? I haven't. Um, so it is a spectacular game. Um, it achieves things on that tiny little screen and looks great in 3d um but it is borderline unplayable because of how you have to hold the 3ds with your left hand and then like aim with the stylus on the touch screen um it it is was badly in need of a two stick solution um but like man it's so cool and like innovative and like really takes um the kid icarus concept uh from you know just like a sort of regular side scrolling uh kind of like exploratory thing and puts it in 3d and like gives you an arcade sort of like shooting uh section up front and then like something on foot afterwards um and it would be so satisfying if the controls were optimized for any control scheme that we recognize today um but it you know it is this Crazy mismatch of um, like using uh, sticks and buttons and actually like tapping things on on the on the touch screen. Um, I am sure I'm among those people who've like wanted a port, um, a, a modern port with uh, controls that make sense. Uh, and look, look, just because he thinks it's not possible doesn't mean it's impossible. I <laughs> think he's just saying I don't want to do it. Yeah, and that's fine. Don't make him do it, Nintendo. <laughs> don't make him do it. I would like to see Sakurai do. Whatever he wants to do, Absolutely. whether that's another Smash Brothers game, whether that is a different video game, whether that is quitting and right. teaching whether, art to yeah. children in Nova Scotia, yes. Yes. like if it is gardening, like I just I want him to do what he wants to do. Uh, here's a fun Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Easter egg. But is this is quickly turning into our Smash Brothers episode? If you have the Timmy and Tommy Nook uh, Animal Crossing amiibo. Mm-hmm. You can scan it to unlock Timmy and Tommy's shop. You go to the Spirits mode, then Collection, and then the shopping icon, and you can spend SP on items and spirits. Weird, yeah. It's just like a little Easter egg. I love that people are just. I here's what I always wonder. Yes, if people find this these sorts of things just like, a- uh, accidentally, mm-hmm. or if somebody, uh, who like worked on it leaks it to somebody because they're like sure i put this in there and like i I wanted to i I I want somebody to find out nobody to notice Uh uh-huh here's the thing we live in the internet era where i think people just want to be the first to discover something so like you know that there were uh nintendo websites that were like okay as soon as we get this thing as soon as we get our codes we gotta scan every (laughs) we gotta scan all our amiibo into it and see what they all do and like put it all up on a website. So I I would Yeah. I would oh, bet man, that the And you know that some freelancer who probably still has you know like won't get hasn't gotten paid for this. Yeah. I uh, oh yeah, totally found it. As soon it. as it unlocked. Yeah. Was just like, oh man. Like I Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a- life's not fair. I uh, Oh, and uh, if you want to do something Smash related that isn't playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you can participate in the Splatoon 2 Splatfest this weekend. Hey, they're split uh, pitting heroes against villains. Um, You decide, I guess, which fighters, which group of fighters, you like more. Do you like Mario? Do you like Bowser? Do you like Kirby, (laughs) or do you like (sighs) Ganondorf? I I hate this. (laughs) So you are team neither. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm team probably going to be playing uh, Smash Brothers uh-huh. instead, of, instead of Splatoon. Uh, it starts at 8 p.m. Pacific time. It goes for 24 hours. This starts this Friday. And it's an international Splatfest. Yeah, international. So everyone is playing all together and at the same time. Uh, hey, Stardew Valley is getting its multiplayer update tomorrow, hey, December 12. Hey, Stardew Valley. So it supports online voice chat as well as text chat with like 200 custom emojis. Great. Two to four uh switches can connect via local wireless and play without the need for Nintendo Switch online accounts. It's nice. You don't have one. And basically the, what the multiplayer update is is up to four people can play together online, uh in the same town, mm-hmm. starting either from scratch or uh an, as you can as an add on to like an existing save file. So I could take my save file and invite you to come join me. We'd both have our separate cabins. Oh, okay, but on the same farm? On the same farm. Okay. And the rest of the world is just like open to both of us. So the story and everything would persi- uh, persist for both of us. We could romance characters. We could romance each other. We could romance the same character. We could try. Get a good thruple going. Uh, <laughs> it also includes some new single-player content, like your horse being able to wear hats. Man, I don't Games are so good right now. <laughs> like I know Red Dead Redemption Two is out there, uh, you know, with some realistic whatever. Can you put a hat on your horse? Remember back in the day when uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion came out, and we all laughed at horse armor. Yeah. And now we're I'm absolutely delighted that there's an update coming out that allows me to adorn my horse with hats. Do you think horse armor is something that people still know and like? Still. Uh, like is 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 that a reference that people are tracking right now? Right. I would actually like to know. If you're listening right now and you uh do know what horse armor is, or you don't know, I just want to know if you don't know. Write into Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and let us know. What it is is it was like one of the earliest forms of DLC that everyone laughed at. Right. So I in fact it, to me it is like the watershed moment yes. in DLC where it was purely cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Or I guess maybe it was armor, so maybe it, it who did knows, something right. Uh, also, was it real or was it just a penny arcade joke? No, it was real. It was real. Okay. Yeah, it was real. And uh, it was the first example that I know of. was like an in-game microtransaction, right? That people turned on, and it was like, this is ridiculous. I paid sixty dollars for this game. Why the, don't, fa- the yeah. idea that I'm going to spend like two dollars more? I laugh in your face. I do, I am angry. Right. Like. That you would think that that was a thing that I would do. I am angry at being given the option to spend $2. Well, we know how that turned out. A bunch of people spent $2 for horse armor, and uh, that's how it's been ever since. In the messenger-related news, a free DLC expansion called uh, Picnic Panic will release next year. It promises a fantastic new standalone storyline and a handful of buoyant new levels. Um, looks cool. The trailer looked uh fun. It looks, uh, it's got like um, uh, some sort of like mini game looking sort of uh, not vehicle segments because they're like riding a squid or something. Um, but it, yeah, it, it looks like more messenger, and I'm not ever gonna say no to that. Yeah, it looks like a day at the beach is kind of the yeah general theme around it. Yeah, it's like a dead or alive the messenger. Hey, are you hungry for details on Dragon Quest XI-S? Mark, yes. <laughs> that's Okay, so that's the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI, which uh, still hasn't been confirmed for a Western release, by the way. Yeah, okay. Um, we should be getting more information about it during Dragon Quest stage shows at Jump Festa 2019. The shows will be held on December 21st and 22nd, depending on where you're located in the world. And maybe we'll learn more then um Dragon Quest 11 another game that uh, another role playing game another Japanese role playing game that I would be interested in playing if only it were on Switch. Yeah, me too. I I really enjoy Dragon Quest but I haven't picked it up for PS4 because I'm hoping to play it on the Switch. Yeah, have we talked about Tim Rogers' review uh Kotaku review of uh Dragon Quest 11? I don't think so. So his review which you know was uh, came out like the same day as everyone else's um is like 45 minutes long and starts with him just saying, like, I think this is one of the greatest games. I I think this is the best game ever made. Uh, I'm just going to talk about it. Does it have problems? I don't care. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. It's a great review. Totally recommended. Um, And, yeah, it just makes me want to play it. Um, But, you know, again, I've become a weird, stubborn person where I'm like, just bring it to Switch and I'll play it there. Totally agree. And, finally, a motion poster. A motion poster. Look, you have a hard time saying it because it's a concept that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I don't know why it exists. Uh a motion poster there we go. was released for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's uh coming next year. It's like a live action CG hybrid. Um Yeah. So we didn't get like a full view of Sonic, but we see his, his like his face is obscured uh-huh, in shadows. Yes. But we do see that he has like um uh like human arms and human legs looking uh yeah they're it, like muscly a little bit they it's yeah and he's wearing new balance sneakers uh-huh um which is a thing yeah sensible choice i guess good for running um the shoe of choice for uh the alt right which i don't know what to do with that but it's true <laughs> um yeah well i i don't have i don't have any opinion about a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, I don't either. But look, we were praising very recently uh, the realistic sort of look of the uh, Detective Pikachu movie um, and saying how funny it is to see, you know, Pikachu with, like, real textured fur or, like, you know, the jigglypuff that's, like, kind of hairy. But uh, I don't know. I don't... We haven't seen a lot of this, but so far I don't like it. I don't like it either, but I don't care enough. Like, it looks it looks like I'm like, oh, that's a little bit gross. But also, I don't care enough about Song with the Hedgehog to feel one way or the other. Right. One thing I did like is everything I saw online was, um, like, people who didn't like it were making fun of it. But I didn't see any anger. Like, I didn't see people being, like, uh, really mad that they ruined Song of the Hedgehog or anything like that. Which I thought was fun and surprising i mean that's that's interesting i would wonder what at this point it would take to ruin sonic the hedgehog what would it take right like what 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 could that's a really good what point could sega do to sonic that the fans themselves have not already done to, to <laughs> or make that the they're not worse. prepared for yeah because it's not because there is a lot of bad sonic the hedgehog anything everything out there right and so it's like the fact that there's a bad it's like when they make the illuminations mario movie right if it's bad that's okay there's already a bad mario movie there's lots of bad mario like animated media yeah tons of it so it won't matter right and you can't take away like the happy little plumber who's like running around and like hitting a coin block with his head like that will always exist Are you going to see this movie or what? Oh, for sure. All right, we'll go opening night. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you liked it, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All of that uh, is very much helpful to us. Mark, when's the last time we were asking people, like, really asking people to review the show for us? It's been months. It's been months. So, um... Just remember that next time we do start asking you to, you know, like, really, when we really get into it, I'm not saying that today is that day. No. But just let it sit with you a little bit. Just let it sit. That we haven't, look, it's like, uh, it's like when your mother calls and she's like, we haven't talked for a while. That's what this is. Uh Uh-huh. We haven't talked for a while. If you can share our episodes on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share things on the internet, that helps us out a bunch, and we love it. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. Uh, we are also on Facebook, and the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers destroying Sonic the Hedgehog and saying thanks for listening.